made some decisions that I shouldn't have been making because I got away from the Lord, let basketball become number one. But when the Lord put my life back together, my junior year of college, I went through a major depression. I think we talked about that last time. And when you go through something traumatic like that and you know that it was the Lord alone that brought you through it, then I feel like I know what the answer is for everybody. And I kind of see S or L on the forehead, saved or lost. And God made me a burden for the lost. And I just wanted to share it. And I feel like I got the best life in the world. I get to play a silly game I enjoy and love, but more importantly, share the good news of Jesus Christ. And, you know, we believe the Bible. That's what's going to matter in eternity. Welcome to this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Hi, I'm Byron Tyler. Pleasure to have you here. Right now, we welcome to the studio Randy Shepard. Randy is with Crossfire Ministry. Randy, you're in town, I believe, doing a lot of speaking. ECS this morning, you've been participating at the Bellevue Missions Conference. You've been like on that little whirlwind tour here in town. Oh, yes. It's always a blessing to come back to Memphis. I was here over 25 years ago with a ministry called Spirit Express, so I come back every year for Bellevue's Missions Conference and spoke over in West Memphis uh, Thursday night and then Friday morning at ECS Lower Schools and then Friday night at a drug alcohol rehab out in Collierville and then uh, this morning at ECS Upper Class, Upper Classes and then the Rescue Mission and now I'm with you and uh, got about eight or nine more opportunities this week. So it's a blessing <laughs> to be back in the Mid-South. Hey, it's always good to have you here in the studio and I think it was when you were a young boy around nine years old, you had a dream to be a basketball player, like a lot of young boys do. You know, they watch the players on the NBA, these college guys make these incredible shots, and they get out there. And I remember the basketball goal in my neighbor's backyard. You know, it was just a pole in the ground with a dirt court that we had. But we had more fun. We'd play on that thing till the sun went down. Yes, sir. I uh, started playing competitive sports when I was about eight. And then played all three sports, as you said, and then began to go to basketball camps and uh, had that dream, that uh, desire to play college basketball and, hey, maybe one day make it to the NBA. So I set out on that journey. This has been a journey for you. As you mentioned, the, the Spirit Express basketball team, that's when I first met you, a mutual friend of ours, Quentin Lytle. Quentin, together, you guys played on that Spirit Express team. You guys were, were something else. Y'all were a couple of hot shots. Well, the Lord was good. Quentin had a lot more athletic ability than I did, but I was kind of a blue-collar worker. But we are uh, still friends today. I'm staying with him and Carla, and they're eight children. They've got their last two. One is at Liberty. She scored 16 points in one quarter did she? about a week ago. And then Marcus is at Mississippi College, and we went over and watched them play Delta State on Saturday. So He's got two more, and then they'll be really, really gone from the nest. So, uh, and uh, Quentin had that, was it a 42-inch lateral? What was his thing? It was he had a vertical leap. Vertical lateral. I guess you would go lateral, but it was a yeah. vertical. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, he, was a, he was a high fly. So how did you compare with that? I was a three-point shooter and a ball handler, so I threw <laughs> the ball up around the top of the backboard, and he would grab it and dunk it and made me look good. What you said there is so key to the Christian life. We all have been given gifts and abilities as we come into this family of Christ by faith, and he gives us gifts. They're not all the same, but they help complement the body and do the work that God's called us to do here on earth, you know? It's a great picture of that. Amen. I've often heard it said there's no I in team, and we're a part, all part of the body and the team. 
of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Todd and I, good friend Todd Eaton, is here with me. Yeah, he's, Todd's over in the corner. Of course, he's the son of the late, great Jack Eaton. Jack Eaton was just a, a history maker. Great Scott, you know, for the oh, yeah. University of Memphis basketball team. I remember going over to the TV5 station back many years ago as a young radio broadcaster. One of my friends worked over at the radio station. I'd go by about the time they were cutting the news, and I thought it was pretty neat to watch through the window and see them do these uh, sportscasts. Well, what really was crazy was when uh, they took a commercial break, Jack stood up because oh, he was yeah. a tall guy. Yes, sir. Uh, he had his short pants on, yep. white tennis <laughs> shoes on underneath the desk. Of course, he had his tie and his shirt. He thought he yeah. was wearing a three-piece suit, but I was always impressed. But what a legacy, what an incredible man shouting out over there to Todd, but the legacy that he's left. This is a great guy over here, too. Oh, yeah. He took me under his wing probably 25, 30 years ago when I moved to Memphis, and uh, we hung out, and he still hangs out with me today, still giving me counsel. He was counseling me at lunch. Well, we all need some good counsel, that's for sure. (laughs) And uh, so since 1993 is when you and Jamie Johnson launched the ministry of Crossfire, Jamie's not with you in town, is he? No, he's back. He was with our softball, men's softball team in Myrtle Beach this weekend, and they played eight teams, and one team from New Hampshire, a team from Chicago, teams from the South, and they had uh, 21 public professions of faith. We share the gospel in what's called the seventh-inning stretch. So he was down there with them this weekend, and he's preparing to take a men's softball team to Nicaragua next week. I usually go on that trip, but I'm going to be here through next Monday. Is he really? Yeah, you know, so, my daughter-in-law is from Nicaragua. Really? Matter of fact, my son and daughter-in-law are getting ready to travel back and have a visit with her family. Wow. About the same time that yeah. Jamie's going to be there. Yeah, we take a team down there about the last 10 years about this time and hook up with a ministry down there and play the uh, former baseball pros of Nicaragua and softball and the people roll out of those villages and hear the gospel and so... I'm going to miss this one, but doing things stateside. People in Nicaragua are great. You know, we had a good time when we were there a few years ago for a visit. Uh, What about your health? Last time we got together, you were telling me about some health issues you've been going through. Yeah, I had a tumor 20 years ago removed from my ilium area, about a foot of my uh, small intestine removed. And, you know, they said I had a one in a million chance of it ever coming back. You know, six or seven years ago, it came back, some little spots, but... Thank the Lord. It's very slow growing. I, I'll go to Denver a uh, week after next to get a liver scan. But the doctor told me uh, three years ago, he said, Randy, you got a better chance of getting eaten by a tiger in Africa than this taking your life. Well, he didn't know I'd been on four safaris in Africa, <laughs> but I didn't know it until later. And you might not have caught it just then, but there's no tigers in Africa, only lions. Tigers are in Asia, okay. so that tiger would have to get to Africa and then eat me. Oh, okay. So I, when I went back to the doctor, I said, Doc, my percentages went up. That tiger's got to get to Africa first. So, But that's good news to hear from a doctor for him to say that. Now, obviously, I believe in healing. I believe in doctor's medication, and sometimes we don't see the healing. But I know a lot of people are praying for me. I try to eat right, and I feel 20. I still play with 20-year-olds. So. Hey, last time, too, now, Randy, you mentioned to me you had met a young lady. Yeah, she. Uh, we're, we're just friends now. She. Uh, long story. We won't get onto that on the air, but it was, we had a great relationship. We ministered together. She loved the Lord, and uh, I've been uh, joked and kidded, Byron and Todd, that I, I haven't jumped off the diving board yet. So pray <laughs> for courage. I've been on the end of the diving board, but uh, funny joke, we had our ministry golf tournament about five months ago, and I was sharing that with 125 golfers before we got ready to tee off and sharing the gospel with them. And I made that statement, 
and somebody yell from the gallery, jump, the water's warm. So I'm sure you two would say the water's warm, right? The water's warm. Well, and God has his timing, you know. Right. The Rich Bot, who's the president of Bot Radio Network, I won't give his age away, never been married, just recently got married a few months ago Amen. to a lady that was on staff at Focus on the Family who's never been married. Awesome. And so it was just God's perfect timing, you know. So, uh, and, and, and Rich is a few years older than you are. Yeah, well, I'm open, so. and, you know, when you do what I do, 60 <laughs> Seven countries, 45 states. It takes a special woman to take that on. Yeah. Well, you know, that's something that you have really put yourself out there. And some people wonder, why, Randy? Why would you do that? I mean, why would you just spend your life traveling all these countries, all of the airports, possibly some train stations and missing planes and connections, sleeping in different beds all the time? Why would you do this for so long? Well, when I came back to the Lord in uh, 1988, I uh, received Christ, repented as a nine-year-old boy, you know, went through Christian schools through the eighth grade. I shared that with the ECS students this morning. But ninth grade, I transferred over public schools, didn't choose some of the right friends, made some decisions that I shouldn't have been making because I got away from the Lord, let basketball become number one. But when the Lord put my life back together my junior year of college, I went through a major depression. I think we talked about that last time. and. Yeah. When you go through something traumatic like that and you know that it was the Lord alone that brought you through it, then I feel like I know what the answer is for everybody. And I kind of see S or L on their forehead, saved or lost. And God gave me a burden for the lost. And I just wanted to share it. And I feel like I got the best life in the world. I get to play a silly game I enjoy and love, but more importantly, share the good news of Jesus Christ. And, you know, we believe the Bible. That's what's going to matter in eternity. I know, you know, here with full time ministry and Todd's in the business world, but he's in full-time ministry sharing his faith in his places that you and I couldn't reach people. So when God gives us a passion and a calling, then you're not satisfied until you do that. And I just thank God for the opportunity. Well, and I also want to tell you how much I appreciate your transparency about the things. You talked about your health, a relationship. This is just life. This is what we all go through. But you're doing this through the eyes of Christ because you're following him. That's the difference maker. Talk about that for somebody who's saying, you know, I'm going through life. I don't think I need this Christ you're talking about. Well, I think when we come to a crisis in our life and the Lord allows crisis in our lives to get our attention, and I thank God I had a a Christian parents that took me to church. I had a Bible-believing pastor back in North Carolina, and I knew that the gospel was the answer. I knew the Word of God was the answer, and we can easily veer off because of the enemy or the flesh. And then deep down in, when we know that that's the answer— God loves us so much that he'll allow things to get our attention. And that's what he did with me. He allowed basketball to be taken. And then when I repented and got him back number one in my life, he gave it back to me. So, uh, you know, I, I found out when you're open and honest with people about what you've gone through, they tend to listen to you more. They put you on a pedestal sometimes Well, he doesn't have any problems. But how you relate to people is you open up and let them know, hey, Christ doesn't uh, make us perfect. We're forgiven, but we still have trials and tribulations. And that's what I really respect about you, Randy. And I guess from the last time we got together, when you opened up about some of your personal story, things you've been going through with your health in particular, you know, I thought, you look at Randy, you get these news reports and you see how you're traveling the world and thousands are coming to Christ here, you know, and does he really have any trouble or problems and kind of feel like you disconnect from being a human? But that's not true. I mean, it's like when you read the story about the Apostle Paul and you read how You know, he was beaten and shipwrecked and all these things that he'd gone through. But his focus was on Christ. Determination was to make Christ known. Exactly. And I have feel that same burden. I'm thankful to the Lord that 
no shipwreck, no snake bites yet, no uh, no beatings. But uh, you know, I've spoke on a soul winning the other day, and uh, you know, there are brothers and sisters in Christ around the world that are losing their heads for the gospel. Yes, and we've got it pretty good here in America. And I pray that if I was put before a firing squad and said, deny Christ or we're going to kill you, I pray to the Lord I would have that faith to do that. But I think we really don't know until we're put in that situation or or we're being a little arrogant if we say, well, I would never do that because we never say never. You know, I pray through God's strength that I would stand strong. Something you mentioned about around the world and Christians just yesterday in my church. Staff pastor was sharing. He referenced uh, the book by uh, Patrick Johnson, Operation World. You probably have seen that book. I've heard of it's it. It's been around a long time. Well, I just let our listeners know right now there's an app on, if you've got the, uh, I guess the iTunes app, it's free. And you can actually pray for a people group and a country all around the world every day. It gives you a new thing. Amen. And I downloaded, had a copy of that book years ago, but it reminded me of that, that we need to be gospel intentional, not just where we are, which we do need to be, but we don't want to forget those who are standing for Christ in these other countries. In many of these countries where you have actually traveled to, I mean, how many countries now have you been to? I've been to 67, and I was blessed to be in uh, Israel and Palestine for the 22nd time right before Christmas, and was able to do 15 school assemblies in Palestine and Israel. But, you know, Palestine, if I went in there with a big, huge Bible and started preaching to those people, which I carry my Bible, but the basketball tends to break down barriers. And one thing Dr. Rogers said, I remember years ago, he said, you know, use all means necessary to win some. If you're a plumber, plumb for the Lord. If you're an electrician, do it for the Lord. If you're a salesman, do it for the Lord. And uh, so he's allowing me to use basketball to to break down some barriers, but we don't compromise the word. We share yeah. the word and see folks come to Christ in those areas. But yes, I'm thankful I hadn't, I did face a little persecution one time in Jerusalem. I was spit upon and a bottle thrown at me and, uh, and they were calling me a Gentile pig, but thank the Lord I escaped that. And sometimes people say, well, Stephen didn't escape that, but thank God Stephen didn't escape it because a guy named Saul was standing there holding the clothes of those that were throwing the rocks. And then Saul had a Damascus Road experience and became Paul, and then he wrote almost half the New Testament. So thank God Stephen was willing to yes. give his life for the gospel. Was this your first time in Israel? No, I've been there 22 times. Well, yeah. I wasn't expecting yeah. that. Yeah. You know, I traveled to Israel with Bot Radio Network twice last year. Awesome. From first time was in June. It was like drinking from a fire hose. Oh, yeah. Incredible, as you well know. Oh, yeah. And then back again last November for another 10 days. Yeah, that was an incredible thing. It's hard to take it all in, and 22 times I still see things, and you know, you're know you sitting in the very spot, as you know, Sea of Galilee, or wherever you are, Valley of Armageddon, and you picture the Word in a whole different light then. You really do. And I was there in November. I'm surprised we didn't cross paths. I'm really, I was there I'm the first of November. Yeah, because it's not that big, you know, no. about the size of Delaware. That's right. Just our paths didn't cross. I was standing there at Caesarea Philippi where... Jesus asked Peter, who do men say that I am? That great confession oh, yeah. there. And that whole story now comes to life different when you look at the cave and you see yes, what took place there oh, at the yeah. time of Christ, you know. That really does help the Bible come to life. And you communicate that through this, as you mentioned, this silly game called basketball. There's some people making millions of dollars off this silly game. <laughs> oh, yes. We were blessed to get an award about three years ago called the James Naismith Award. And it's... uh they gave it to Crossfire, and there was a list of great athletes that got it. But the reason that his grandchildren decided to pick Crossfire is because they said Dr. Naismith, when he invented the game, he was a Presbyterian minister in the YMCA, 
and he invented the game as a tool to evangelize. And they said he probably never dreamed of all the monies and billions and billions of dollars that were going to be made. And his grandson ended up selling the rules for $5 million. And that's a whole lot more money being paid in contracts (laughs) than that right there. But he was a believer, James Naismith, and was using it at the YMCA as a tool. So they said, hey, we see Crossfire using this as a ministry, and we want to give you that uh, award, and we just thank God for it. Well, you brought your bag of tricks. I, you, brought, got, you got your basketball there. So what have you got for us, Randy? Well, I was uh, I never could jump that high. Stay close used, to the mic for me. I used to too. work out a lot, and uh, but I couldn't jump that high. So I would do different things with the ball. Grew up doing the Pistol Pete Maravich ball handling drills, and mom and dad would come home from work, and I would be spinning the ball like so, and they didn't think that was too strange. I was putting it, putting it on different fingers, getting it going. The next day they came home, I uh, had a spoon out. We go to Africa, Russia, Cuba, the Ukraine, Argentina, Brazil, Puerto Rico, Mexico, and Memphis. We tell folks this is how boys from North Carolina eat ice cream. <laughs> so you get it going real good, and then you eat your ice cream like so. Is that chocolate or vanilla? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I like to say now, taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah. How do you taste the Lord? Well, you repent of your sins. You give your life to Jesus, get into God's Word, find out how much He loves us and how much He cares for us. The next day, Mom and Dad came home. I had a spoon out. I'm sorry, I had a toothbrush out. And just like this toothbrush is going to clean my teeth, I tell the young people and adults, having been blessed to go to Israel 22 times, there's a place there called Golgotha, yeah. the place of the skull. And Jesus went to the cross, and he, he bridged the gap between a holy God, holy God and a sinful world. He went to the cross. He went to the grave. On the third day, he rose from the grave. And just like this toothbrush is going to clean my teeth, Jesus Christ wants to clean our hearts up and give us peace and hope and purpose for living. And then when you get excited about the Lord, like you are in 640, and I appreciate your station. I was listening to some messages last night. You get your old school cell phone out, flip phone. I can do it on an iPhone, but they're way too expensive. (laughs) So the Bible says, but ye shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. So whatever it takes to get some folks' attention, to give them the greater truth, and that's the relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So I uh, kid with folks and say, when you can't jump, you got to do something, right? That's right. What a a great (laughs) connection. you know. And I know God has used... Those tools countless times as you've traveled and gained the attention, you know. I mean, as we look at the, the life of Jesus in the Gospels and we see how he used parables to communicate and get the message of the truth of God's Word into hearts of people by connecting things, you know, that we can relate to. What a powerful way that God has given you. Okay, so we're in 2019 right now. I mean, is this year already planned out for you, pretty much? Yes, sir. We will be uh, going to the Philippines, Lord willing, twice. We'll take a team in uh, March, and then we'll play seven games in seven different cities. We have a great relationship with some pastors there, and uh, this will be about our 13th trip to Philippines. We'll leave March 18th, and we'll play seven games, schools, churches, and last year was just a harvest. We saw over 12,434 public professions of faith, and only God knows the heart, but this was encouraging. A Filipino pastor uh, emailed us two weeks after we were there. He said, I wanted you guys to know I baptized 27 youth that came forward at one of the half times. Wow. So lots of times as evangelists, people say, well, where are those people now? 
Well, we do all we can to uh, get them involved in the Bible-believing church. And those pastors in the Philippines really work with us and taking names and numbers and trust God that they uh, get followed up on. So when you guys, when you and I say guys, you and Jamie, when you're coordinating and looking for ministry opportunities, are you partnering with stateside churches to do these mission trips or you already have connections in these countries, all the above, or how does that work? It varies from uh, trip to trip. I remember when we started the ministry 25 years ago, we were driving to a prison in North Carolina, and we were listening to a message by Charles Stanley, and he was talking about open your mouth wide and God will fill it. And that's what we did just by faith and ask God just to open the doors. Prayer, those of you out there that are listening that pray for your pastor or pray for ministries, that's the key. That's what opens the doors. And I know wow. a lot of folks are praying for us. And it's amazing how we get players sometimes because I joke with folks and say we've got a tougher job than uh, Roy Williams or Mike Krzyzewski because i got to get players that love Jesus plus can play on that level. Yeah. So that makes it tougher. And I think God has honored the fact that we haven't compromised. You know, None of us are perfect, but we interview the players, make sure they're walking the walk, talking the talk. We want to hear their testimony. And we have been very strict on guys that are really sold out to the Lord. And I think God honors that. Just like your station, you're not going to hire someone that's not walking with the Lord or a church staff. You've got to have folks that are really committed. When they put that uniform on, they're representing the Lord. Yeah. You know, I just had a flashback, Randy, when you were telling a story that God had used that verse from Charles Stanley, open your mouth wide and God will fill it. Back in the day when I was in Bible college, Dr. Crichton, who was president of Mid-South Bible College at the time. And I remember that early morning class I had at like 7.15 in the morning with him. <laughs> Pretty much he would open in prayer with that. Wow. To put that in our hearts. And I just it just had a flashback when you said it and thinking, we need young hearts that are committed to Christ, that are willing to step out yeah. in faith for the exploits of what God wants to do, you know, for his kingdom. I'm That's so what it's thankful all about. for the four yes. years I got to spend at Bellevue from 88 to 92. When I left Asheville, uh, my pastor there, Dr. Billy Klein, he said, Randy, I want you to look up a buddy of mine in Memphis. He pastors a little small country church. <laughs> and I was green. I didn't know any better and uh, met Dr. Rogers. And I never went to seminary. I mean, cemetery. No, just kidding. <laughs> Nothing wrong with seminary, obviously. But I got to sit under Dr. Rogers for four years. And that was probably, in some cases, better than seminary. And uh, But... It's not everybody's case to do that, but I'm thankful for that background and heritage because Dr. Rogers was a soul winner. He was a visionary, and I got to spend some time with him. And I remember when we left uh, Memphis on a Wednesday night, he brought us down before the church, and he said, these guys may not have any big names behind them, but if heaven is behind them, which I believe it is, and they've got all of God and all of heaven behind them, and glory to God, that's that's, uh, that's right. come to pass, praise the Lord. I know you had some opportunity on one or maybe more occasion to spend some time with the late Dr. Billy Graham. Did you attend his funeral? No, we were actually out of the country. Were you? But I, Jamie and I got to go visit with him for about 30 minutes, about three years before he passed. And he gave us a statistic that I love to share. And I had met him a few times, but it was always my dream to sit down with him. And when I did, he had oxygen on. He, he was in a wheelchair. He had a very raspy voice. But he said, uh, and the guy that took us, he said, I want you to spin the ball for Dr. Graham. I said, he doesn't want to see that. He said, trust me, he needs encouragement too. And I never really thought about that. He said, he wants to hear about people coming to Christ around the world. So we, we sought to encourage him and he prayed for us. We prayed for him, but he gave me the statistic and uh, he said he believed that 95% of those of us that are born again 
95 out of 100 born-again Christians, uh, only 5% will ever lead a person to Christ. And that's not a good statistic, but I share that with with church groups and youth groups and whomever because uh, we need to make ourselves available. And it's not our ability. You don't have to spend a ball on a toothbrush or be a great businessman, but we make ourselves available. And then many, many times God has to get all the pride out of our lives so he can fill us up and use us. And then we're constantly battling that every day. That's right. Well, I'll tell you what, before we say goodbye, I also want to mention that you have some uh, summer camps. Yes. And what are the ages of the youth that can come? Is it for boys and girls? We have our 29th annual Crossfire Basketball Camps. You can go online at uh, crossfireministry.com. We have uh, five options around Western North Carolina. Then we're going to do one for Bellevue in Gallup, New Mexico, and White Rock, Arizona. But the overnight camp is from 9 to 18. Quentin used to load all his kids up in a van and bring them to uh, Asheville. But uh, we'll teach them everything they could learn at Duke, Carolina, Memphis, a big college. But more importantly, we're going to share God's Word with them every day. Our coaches are all high school, college, or some of Crossfire's former players and it's totally Christ-centered, and we would love to have your child teach them next-level basketball, but more importantly, share God's Word with them. And it started out as a prayer request, and we've seen over 20,000 young people come through the camp. Glory to God. It's a great work, Randy. You and Jamie, we just appreciate the kingdom work that both of you are so diligently committed to. And by faith, this is a faith ministry. Amen. And if folks listening right now want to uh, contribute to the ministry to learn more, again, is that the website to go to? Yes, just go to our website, crossfireministry.com or Crossfire a Facebook page ministry. But, yeah, we have a little old lady that gives us $5 a month, and we tried to get her to stop doing that. And she said, you little whippersnappers don't tell me what to do. God <laughs> told me to do this. And we got a businessman that writes a check for $75,000 a year, and her gift may be a bigger sacrifice. But, yeah, we're constantly, every year goes by, you're you're raising new money. But God has been faithful, and he always is. And I'm thankful for those of you that pray and give so we can go and uh we can all be a part of the team. Yeah. Being part of the team is what it's all about. Hey, Randy, God bless you. Thank you for what you're doing for Christ's kingdom through Crossfire. Well, I am thank God for 640 AM WCRV. I've been listening to it since I've been in town, and you guys are doing a great work, and please keep it up as well. Thank you, my friend. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Please go to the website, crossfireministry.com. Are we right or are we .org? We're .com. We are still. .com. Yep. I just want to make sure we still get that right. Com, yep. Crossfireministry.com. There's some great videos. There's some great other information about all the travels that these guys have been doing uh, for the Lord, and you don't want to miss out to learn about them. Pray for them, and if you can contribute some way financially, please consider doing that too. Well, we're going to say goodbye on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I can't spin a basketball or even dribble one like my friend Randy can, but I'm glad to be here with him today. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.